Today's episode, we're going to talk about family as an organization. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. If this is your first time tuning in to our podcast, I am your host. I am the co-founder and CFO of 3T Warrior Academy. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Age of Radio, the co-founder and CEO of Q Financial, the co-founder of Blockheads, which is bringing you Merlin, the smartest way to track your crypto. I am the chief finance and operations officer for blockhead slash Merlin. And I have many other businesses. To say the least, I am a entrepreneur that is just getting his place and footing inside of the world. Um, in the entrepreneurial world, we have been working on our businesses for the past six, seven years, but have seen success over the last three years. And we're continuously growing and building and doing new, amazing things. Prior to that, if you don't know, I worked for a bank and I worked for um, the business banking area inside of a bank as a commercial banker. But one of my true passions, which we are going to talk about today, is looking at family as an organization and as a business structure and some of the things that we can be doing better. Um, and I'm going to talk about kind of why I strayed away from that for a little bit, some of the things that I'm doing to get back into that and building my journey through efficiency over um, the next couple of years, five years to be exact, half of a decade focusing on efficiency and continuously focusing on efficiency, really. But before I break it into that, if you don't know about our 3T Warrior Academy, 3T Warrior Academy is a revolutionary academy where you have the ability to go in and learn about health, fitness. You have the ability to learn about cryptocurrency. You have the ability to learn about um, pre-IPO or private equity. We, you have the ability to learn about insurance. We have everything inside of our 3T Warrior Academy. There is a link in my bio. Um, you can also hang out with my uh, best friend and business partner on TikTok at CoachJV underscore or wherever you find a social media. You can go to CoachJV underscore and you can find a link there to check out our seven-day free trial for our 3T Warrior Academy and learn all about our 120 120 day revolutionary challenge. Make sure that you take a part in that. Um, And we also do all other kinds of stuff in there. I do business essential training. I do a business book club. I do private coaching in there as well for um, some of our um, premium private coaching channels. It's called Generational Shifters. And so there is all kinds of amazing stuff and there's secret stuff that I can't even say out loud into the public. So you definitely want to check that out and get a seven day free trial. um, And then you will get charged after that. But make sure to check out the link in the bio or hang out with us on social media. You can hang out with me on social media at Age of Jeremy. I am on all social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, um, and Lemon8. Go ahead and check out all of those. Follow me on my journey as I build a family legacy and a business legacy and all other kinds of stuff. Um, and there we will be talking about more and more about the things that I'm building over time. And that's specifically what this podcast is about is all the things that are going on in my life as I'm learning and building and growing. And occasionally we have guests on here too, but we don't have a guest today because today I'm going to talk about something near and dear to my heart. But before we dive in, one other thing that I want to mention, go over to Facebook, type in addicted to podcasting, join our age of radio addicted to podcasting group to find out about 
all kinds of new podcasts that are coming out, geekdom, comics, video games, gaming, all other types of stuff. It's a great community of 500 plus people. No, take that back. 490 plus people, almost to 500. So you can be our 500th person. That would be fantastic. Go over to ageradio.com to check out all the shows that are on our podcast network. Okay, now I'm going to talk about the stuff that I was going to talk about today. No, wait, there's one more thing that I'm going to mention. It is Merlin. Go to MerlinCrypto.com and check out the smartest way to track your crypto. It is live through a soft launch to all the waitlisters. Jump on that waitlist. We will be ramping that out throughout the end of this week and going live with that. So make sure that you are part of that as well. Okay, now we're going to talk about the thing that's near and dear to my heart. So um, I'm a big advocate for academia. I don't know if you are aware of that. I have a bachelor's degree in finance and accounting. I have a master's degree in business administration. I plan on getting a doctorate um, in something into the future, more than likely it will probably be something in the science-related fields, mathematics, or in education. I believe in education is super, super important, and it sends my heart to see where our great state of Arizona, if you're in Arizona, is going with our education. We are 48th, 49th in the nation in test scores, and by 49th, I mean like we're really bad at them. And, um, uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that our, um, state is, is politically divided pretty rough. And most of the things that are going into, um, to make our school system better have to do with political, um, aspirations and not necessarily with what's going to be better for our students and for, um, the education of our workforce moving into the future. And I'm an advocate for making sure that the leaders of the free world, the United States of America, come from Arizona. I am a leader of making the North American continent much stronger and greater than the other continents, not in a negative or bad or fascist or overtaking way, but just really fun competitiveness. Um, the, I am a very big advocate for communism as a community or um, not state ownership, um, but in the rights of the people to own things together um, and to produce and make the country better. But um, I believe that in markets, um, competitiveness is really, really good and we should compete for what we do really good in the United States. And unfortunately in Arizona, we do education very poorly. And for, edu- for Arizona to get to where I would like to see Arizona to be, we have a lot of work to do when it comes to the education and dividing up our political aspirations from different um, educational operation, aspirations or moving our state forward. Um, and that's one of the problems that I have with conservatism in general. General is that, and 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 so with liberalism and progressivism and communism in general, is that it, it, you can't just force everything on one side. We have to find ways to work together and move the country or the state in this case in the direction that we need to 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 move it to. And to be one of the best states inside of the union, we need to make sure that we have the best educated. Um, and we're building strong, strong leaders, not only in business, in our civics, um, in our country, in our com- committees, in our boards. And that is something that's very, very near and dear to my heart. And one of the ways in which people can do that is we need to bring the family back together. And I don't mean this in a sense of, you know, making sure that, you know, everybody's sitting down and having food at the same time together, even though that is something that can help occasionally. But I mean it in the sense that the family needs to work together is and to progress the family's ideologies and 
and systems and practices into the future, into future generations of that family, right? And the combined families that are part of a family that make a family unit, but then also to make sure that they work together to make the state and the country the way that they need to see it and not in a fascist way, but in a way that would be beneficial. And a lot of the times the families that are the, the what, what I'm using the elite and I'm not using it in a negative connotation, more of the aristocratic or the elite families, most of them are highly educated. Um, and you need to make sure that your family is educated um, as well. And that's why education is really the the ground for building a family up and getting a family going and getting a family into business, into the government, and the committees, into the boards and moving the world forward, working with other families, with other departments, with other governments to make sure that we're propelling everybody forward as best we can together and working together. And so one of the things that we tend to do, especially in in from a religious context, is we usually divide families. And God, in my opinion, or Jesus, is the great divider of families because of the fact that it is not when there is a discrepancy with a one family member not being a Christian or following Christ, that breaks apart the family. So one of the first things that families need to do is come to a consensus on that piece, where they're going to stand with their religious traditions and how those religious traditions are going to work together to propel propel the family forward, just like you normally would inside of an organization. And I'm using this as an example because it's the perfect example of how we need to work as an organization. For example, inside of when I was in Wells Fargo, there were different, um, they, there were ethnic groups, I guess. Um, there was like the uh, black, and I'm using black. They they used blacks instead of African American, um, but blacks, um, black. There was um, uh, Pacific Islander. Uh, there was Asian, and those groups would have different groups inside of the organization, and they would share their cultural and things with the organization. And so we want to be able to do those same types of things inside of family units when there is a break of religion. And the reason why I'm starting with religion is because if we can get solve the problem with the religious piece and be open between different people having different religions and different families, the families won't be separated. And the way to do that is to understand and be open to those other people's religions, not forcible, right, on those other people for their religions, but being able to share them and those religious traditions with inside of the family. So for example, if there is a Christian inside of a family and there's a Buddhist inside of a family, and there's someone that wants to practice Islam, you become open to those different people's religions, just like you would become open inside of an organization of different people's religions and different people's ethnic groups and cultures. And that is one of the first and best things that any family can do when they're starting out a family organization, because those, those things of making myself right and you're damned and you're going to hell or you don't follow the right religion are the biggest things that force apart a family. And then that, that stops that family from having the connectivity to move itself forward for generational freedom, as we like to call it, or as I like to call it. And so that's the first thing that all families, if you're listening to this, or if you're starting a family that you need to be on the basis for is that I am okay. If my wife does not follow the same, it's better if that happens, but it has to be okay if it's not. And then being open and understanding to those different practices and being a part of those different traditions as you move forward within your religion. For example, I am a Buddhist. Um, we need to do a better job or I need to do a better job sharing in Buddhist traditions, right? Holidays, things like that. But then we also share in the Christian traditions and the Christian families for those different traditions. And there is nothing wrong with that. And that is what can bring 
a gap and bridge a gap and sharing with the family and moving it forward. So that's the first thing. Okay. So then the second thing is once you can break that part down and get that out, because that's one of the biggest problems with it. Um, the benefits of being able to do this is because when you have family as an organization and that family is doing business together, family businesses can leverage the strength of different generations, which offers unique perspectives, reduce turnover rates, foster reliability, work ethics, gain lifetime experiences of focusing on relationships. And so you see a lot of those things and families can get further faster when they are working together as a unit, as an organization. So then the next thing that you need to do is you need to get everybody on the same page about about where you're going. And one of the ways to do that is through a family council. And so I have a book here called The Family Council Handbook, How to Create, Run, and Maintain Successful Family Business Councils. It's by a family business publication by Christopher J. Ickrick and Stephen J. McClure. I will put a link inside of the bio. And one of the reasons why you need to have a family council is a family business is different from other businesses. Businesses controlled by stockholders not related to one another do not have the relationship advantage available to a family business. But more importantly, the family council can be designed in a way that not only comes together to talk about family issues, and let's say you don't have a family business right now, you don't have to have a family council just to come together to talk about family issues. What it allows you to do is set a regular time, have a regular documentation of you guys coming together of how you're building your family and moving your family forward with the different members in the family, how they're working in that family, um, whether they have a career outside, how much they participate in that family. You can run all of these things just like a business. And I know that that sounds very, very, very like structured, um, very boring maybe even, but in the long run, it continuously works. And you see a lot of wealthy families, they do this together from their family council, which is a bridge between the family and the business, and then the family council that focuses on the family traditions and moving that family forward. Because one of the things that can be very frustrating for me is we, if you think about, think about all of the stuff that you do for your business, for a business, when you're in a career business, just think about this. You probably take classes to get yourself better in leadership. You probably um, learn how to communicate better to employees. Okay. You probably learn how to be more efficient as it relates to your business, but why don't we do those same things as it relates to our family? And this is that concept of having, of being in a family organization is saying, okay, how can we better communicate together as a family? Okay, how can I be more efficient with the chores, the work, the building, the growth of the family? How can we progress our children, our nieces, our nephews, our brother-in-laws, our sister-in-laws? How can they be a part of the family and move forward? And a family council of three to five people that come together to address these issues and where there are lacking things that are happening in the family, that is how you can progress that family. What's great, though, is when you have a business, you can come together, have those types of communications and conversations, and then move those people and then move move the, 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 find the ways to bring the people into what you were doing, find the ways to move everybody forward, find the people to get in the right career path, because maybe those people aren't going to be a part of the family business. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody has to be a part of the family business. And, but what we would want to do is try to encourage them to be part of the family, having traditions that you continuously come over. And 
And the reason why this is important is because it connects all you together and it does one other amazing thing. It connects you to a common goal of what you were trying to accomplish, right? And so you can see some of these things happen in, in families when they have children that are focusing on, um, you know, we have a, a family that uh, a marketing company that we partner with and their children, they are all in um, uh, motocross racing. And it is just amazing to see that family as a unit work together, propel those children into professional motocross. They're all working towards the same goal. They are all meeting, having conversations, getting sponsorships, moving them forward. And those are the things, if you do that in small pockets within the family and then in larger pockets within the family, that is how you can propel that forward. And the other thing that happens when you do this with a family, the family doesn't feel so disconnected from one another and they don't feel like they are not part of something. And when people feel part of something, they are more apt, they are more likely to be successful inside of life. And that is one of the reasons why this concept is so um, important. So the first thing that I would recommend is, again, making sure that you are having a um, having a conversation about religion. Like I said, religion is the number one thing that will ruin any type of family. So you have to have a understanding of how you're going to manage religions and different cultures inside of the family and how you're going to um, be inclusive to those things, just like you would inside of a work place. The second thing that you need to do is you need to understand how family councils work. Uh, now, most of the family council information that's going to be out there is going to be about a family council towards business. But what you can do, and and, and I'll go through here and um, over the, the course of, of me building this, there's a lot of things that I am trying to kind of to, to do, and, and I will share these things with you. But if you go through this family council handbook, handbook and try to, to get a grasp on having meetings as a family, um, how those conversations can happen with um, business, um, then what you can do is you can take that those concepts and then break them down and make them as in, in focus just on family goal settings, right? Goal, goal settings just for family issues, specifically not as they relate to say business related family issues. That's the second thing. Then the third thing, and this is something that I've been talking about a lot on most of my podcasts, um, I'm sorry, on my TikToks and short form video content is innovation. <clears throat> I am on a, um, so, so one of the things that we do inside of um, our lives or the academy or with business or what we do, um, we want to have personal development goals for each individual for the things that they're working on. So there are business personal development things that I'm working on and then family personal development things that I'm working on. And so you want to kind of construct those types of things and have your family construct those things on how you're going to be better with inside of the family. Okay. <clears throat> and so for instance, for business, I'm focusing on sales development, uh, sales development. Um, and so I'm working on that. And then the second thing I was working on innovation, um, because I'm advocate an advocate for innovation and I need to be more of an advocate and understand how to press those things into the business and how to press those things into the family. And so again, whenever you are thinking about something that you do for a business, you can do that same concept and same thought for a family and it will help the family. Okay. And I'm going to use the innovation. So I bought this book, the 10 faces of innovation by Tom Kelly. It's part of this focus that I have on becoming a better designer um, for web applications, for software, for engineering, for industrial engineering, for um, the space economy, for all kinds of stuff. Okay. And so <clears throat> one of the books that I'm going to try, try to start reading here, hopefully this week, because um, I do have a lot of reading that I, I have to do and trying to do, but this is very important to me um, and to build these concepts again for my family is that 
I want to make my businesses more innovative, but I also want to teach the family to be more innovative and explain things and, and encourage them to be more innovative. So that that's one of the biggest things. And then I have my personal development stuff. Like I want to get a much better understanding of um, ADHD because people in our, our family suffer from that. Uh, and so I think me having a much better understanding of ADHD would be much more beneficial for me to be able to speak to people, understand people. Uh, because when, when, when you understand things that are happening, you can understand how you can react with those things. You can create better relationships with the people that are in your family. And we don't have a lot of conversations and talking about this because one, a lot of that information is not free. It's very expensive to go to a psychologist and get the therapy that you need to build strong relationships with people. And so hopefully, as I learn these things and you listen to this podcast, I can share them with you. And so when I look at when I look at the the things that I'm trying to do, that's the reason why I'm trying to do them, because I want to have better relationships. I want to have better communication. I want to understand the people that are in my family better. I want to encourage them. I want to be closer to them. And that all takes work. And one of the ways that you can design those plans and work is bring the families together for that. Have a family council where you can talk about that and have those conversations and really, really being in a place where you can, you can be open and communicative. And when you do those things, you can start building the groundwork for a fantastic, fantastic family business and growth as you move into the future. So as a recap to some of those things, I would highly recommend. Um, and again, this is just my basic concepts for these as I'm designing this and working this out and getting back into it. But so I would say that the first thing that you need to do is I would have a handle and a good conversation and write down how you're going to handle religious religions and religions, religious things in the family okay, and how you're going to be responsive to them. Okay. Secondly, I would have a family council handbook. I would buy this family council handbook um, that I'll put in the link description, read through it, get to understand it, understand how that type, that type of stuff works, um, and, then, and then relate it to building it into a family, okay? And then three, I would find out what are some of the things, think, write down some of the things that you have done for your business and say, what if I had done those ty same types of concepts and applied them to a family? And once you do that, then bring those three things together and start writing out documentation on how you're going to move your family forward, not only in your family, right? What are some of those goals? Getting all the children through, you know, high school, through college with a certain grade level, you know, fostering them to be able to, fostering them to be in your business if you have one and fostering them to be creative in their own right and go after their own dreams. Because what, what I do want to caution it is, it, this isn't to say that you, this isn't this isn't to like have control over everything. And that's where one of the mistakes that I made at the beginning, I was like, this person's going to do this. I'm going to control this. I'm going to do this. That, that's not what you need to do. You need to guide them to support them in the things that they're wanting to do and then share with them the opportunities they, they have with you in their family, in your family as a family and, and as a business. And if they want to be a part of that and they have aspirations for that, then absolutely. Then if that business is going to continue, then you teach them about how to govern that, right? And educate them how to govern that so that they can go and still accomplish their dreams, but then govern a business, right? And you, if you have multiple children, you have multiple nieces and nephews, you will be able to foster and find this through all of them. You will see that and you can guide them and nurture them to, for those things. But if they end up the end of the day, if they decide that's not for them, you also want to foster people to be happy too, because that's also super, super important. So it's not about having control. It's about creating strength and unity with inside of your family and propelling that family into 
the future. Okay. So, so then you make out those lists and those goals, and then you kind of bring it together, maybe put it in a PowerPoint deck to say, Hey, this is what I was thinking. Sit down and say, Hey, you know, wife um, or husband, um, you know, I would like to just have a conversation maybe once a month to say, where is everybody at in the family? How are people thinking about the family? What are things that we could be doing better? Right. And then you can take those same types of things and have those same types of conversations with the individuals in your family. Think about one-on-ones, okay? We always do, we have one-on-ones in business. You're sitting down and having a conversation about what, how that how that relationship is working with you and that individual, what they're working on, what they want to think on. How often have you done a one-on-one with your wife? Or how often have you done a one-on-one with your child? Not in a managerial status, but sitting down and saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling about these things. This is what I was thinking we could work for. What are you thinking that we can work for? How are you doing with that? What are the things that you're working on? How are things are going with your work? How are things are going with this? When we do those types of things, which are the things that we do in business, you can propel your life forward. They can be much more compassionate and loving and caring than we do in business, right? Because business is so rigid and straightforward and usually not fucking fun, right? And we think that we're doing these things because we have to, (laughs) but we can want to do them inside of our businesses because those things make our families so much stronger, okay? So again, I know that there was a lot of information there. So I'm going to just recap it one more time. I know I've recapped it a few times, but one, get the religious stuff under control, how you're going to handle different cultures, different religions coming into your family. That needs to be sorted out because religion and and culture is the number one thing that tears family apart. One, two, you need to get this family council handbook, read through it, get an idea of how family councils work. Um, I will start going read back going back through this and and hopefully taking some notes and then having a communication on this in maybe a month or so as I get through it and work through this part uh, uh, of my long-term picture, okay? Three, then you need to sit down and make a list of all the things that you do at work, that the concepts of them, and see how you can relate them into building strong communications within your family. Get all of that together. Get all of your thoughts together on that, all of your learnings together on that, and then create it as a PowerPoint or a document that you could share with your family. Okay. Um, so, and so, so as we've progressed through some of these things, like some of the things that we have, we, we currently have a family, um, uh, we have certain family, um, uh, Facebook groups. So I have a, a Facebook group with my cousins. We have a family specific chat, um, for Danielle's specific side of the, our, like our, our family. That's like, like my, my wife's, our niece, nephews, you know, my mom, that, that part of the family. Right. And then we're working on trying to create those different things with further related people within the family and bringing them in. Okay. And again, this is a lot of hard work. These are some of the examples, um, that I'm mentioning, right. We spend a lot of time with therapy to get better at communicating so that we're communicating better with the people that we love and care about. And I'm work can work on myself harder than anything else. And hopefully the people that are around me are working on themselves harder than anything else. We're all working really hard and getting better over and over and over. Okay. And so these things really work. And and as you do these things, you will see that I feel that for me anyways, I have been more happy, more exuberant. Um, and you feel much better when you're connected to something than when you are not connected to something. And, and that's one of the main goals of this, um, because this can help you drive your business, your life, your government, and your community forward. Now, the reason why I got back, uh, I, I didn't address this at the beginning, um, like I thought that I was going to, but then I just started talking and we're here now. And so 
one of the things that I want to address is why I got out of a lot of the family business stuff. Um, the number one reason why I took a backseat on focusing on family business stuff and and advocating not not I've never stopped I never stopped advocating for it, but trying to make those things mine is because I took on way too much stuff. And this is something that I just encourage people to try not to do is to take on more than you can can handle one and only take on the things that are important to you. I have certain things that I took on that I'm just kind of like, yeah, these aren't important to me. Don't do that. Take on the things that are going, don't take things on for wealth, take things on for greatness. And when you take things on for greatness, you will un also build wealth. And that's the reason why those types of things are important is you want to, you want to be able to say no to things. So that was the first one. The second thing, the reason why is because I just did it wrong. I wanted people to be how I wanted them to be. And that's wrong, right? I wanted them to be, you should do this because this is going to be the best way, but everybody's different. And that was, that's one of the things that I have been really working working really, really hard on, on myself is realizing that people have their own dreams and aspirations. You can guide them. You can encourage them. You can support them, but you cannot make them be exactly what you want them to be. And just because you understand it doesn't mean that they're going to understand it one. And just because you want it doesn't mean that you're, they're going to want it too. And so, so I had to spend time working on myself on that with, you know, having counselor sessions and therapy and talking it out. Um, and again, I feel so disheartened and sad that people, not everybody can afford those types of services because those services and having that communication do help. Um, and the thing that I do like about religions and don't like about religions is those types of things are free, right? in the world because you could get that type of support at church, but then it's also has the undertones of the religious part of it. And so that's, that's the thing that I wish that there was like, Oh, a group of counselors that was just met every once a week and praised maybe the counselor gods. And then they just like shared counseling stuff with people because it is super, super important for us to have those, those, those people and have those types of communications because the better that you focus on your ability to communicate, to people the way that they want to be communicated, the better your outcomes are going to be with what you're trying to accomplish in the world, hands down. And that's why it's so, so important. And so the other problem is, is in business, you get caught and you have to learn different ways in which to communicate. Like communication is so, so important. But when you're in business, they're teaching you a specific way to communicate as it relates to the business world. But then when you're communicating with the loved ones and your spouse and your children, though, they all have different, different ways to communicate and not every single way is going to be the same. And that's one of the things that you need to work on well, that I needed to work on before I could come back to this and say, how, how can I lead this family, find leaders inside of the family, get closer to the family, right? And then push it forward. So that was the second reason is I had a lot of stuff to work on with me, with which I'm still working on. And then the third reason is it's time. So it you cannot build anything overnight. You can't build anything in a day. It takes time. So you cannot just say, hey, I'm going to build this biggest, strongest family when there's years and years and generations and generations of no one working on this whatsoever. Right. And not only is it there's things that no one's working on whatsoever, those people may not even have any fucking interest in doing it. 
And so, so not everybody's going to be a part of it. And you can't be mad when people don't want to be a part of it. You will find the people that want to be a part of it. And then those are the people that you want to leverage to push certain things forward and, 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 and be out there more in the world. And so, so I leave you again, take time to understand how organizations work. Take time to understand how you can implement those inside of a family and run a family like an organization, not like a business, not not greedy, not always with love and compassion and agape love and um, and caringness. Right. I like the word compassion a lot. Empathy. Right. Um, and, and then to see how you can take those things that are in business and apply them, right? Because that's how strong families work. They are holistic in these things. We have worked so hard trying to separate all of these things that if we brought them together and worked together as a community, we could move our families, our businesses, our governments, our boards, our education, our system, and everything forward. So remember, make sure you follow me on all the social media platforms at Age of Jeremy. I always say, remember, be thankful grateful and kind and we will talk with you next time Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. If you like this podcast, make sure that you give it a five-star rating if your podcatcher allows you to. Also, make that you're sure that you subscribe to it, share it with friends, listen to it as many times as you can, make other people listen to it as many times as they can. No, I'm kidding. Um, so the beginning song was Brave Faces Everyone by a band called Spanish Love Songs. The closing song was Illuminati Hotties. We're uh, threatening each other. re capitalism uh i use zoom l8 mixing board neumann microphones steinberg's cubase and waves plugins one last time remember be thankful grateful and kind and we will talk to you next time bye